Welcome to the first and last episode of One Coast Sports. Um, <laughs> One Coast Sports. <laughs> for the only time in a first time in a year, honestly, probably that we've been recording this, and for the last time for the first year of Wolf Future, we are all in the same time zone. It's crazy. Um, it's kind of nuts. I'm back from school to start in broadcasting courses um and noah is headed over to the iehl as we talked about last time uh this sunday are you how, what time's your flight when are you fly now are you excited for it uh i'm very excited for it my uh flight out of uh dc leaves at 135 but i'm i have a layover in newark and then i'm flying out of newark at 420 on sunday so i'm missing i'm missing the cardinals game unfortunately but hopefully i can pay for some in-flight wi-fi to watch it Uh, i was gonna say i've i've watched a few football games on on the planes before it's sort of fun oh yeah oh yeah oh it's a good one actually last time i came home i saw phillies braves on sunday night baseball and it was honestly worse than not having like not having any wi-fi they played terribly (laughs) it's an awful game (laughs) okay well that's good to know because that's gonna kill like six to eight hours for me because i also got sunday night football after that so good stuff yeah and what are you doing for the ihl before we start uh you know that's that's a good question um (laughs) a lot of different things uh i think i'm gonna be doing some fundraising i'm gonna be doing some blogs and podcasts for the players uh that are part of the iehl i'm gonna be going to a lot of events uh for example we have an event coming up um for the russian five if you know what that is Uh, it was the uh the 90s red wings uh had a quintuplet i think that's five i don't know five russian players who came over um and i'm i'm actually going to be able to meet them and and talk with them and so it's it's going to be super fun and uh i'm really excited for it hey man that's huge so for the foreseeable future noah is questionable for the pod uh because the time difference between here and israel is seven hours put put me Um, on the il (laughs) significantly more than my three <laughs> i have the uh pup list the pup list yeah there we go but uh, questionable everybody <laughs> um speaking of the pup list and guys not being able to perform let's get into the start of our show we're gonna start with the nhl and nba seasons they kind of have a couple of cases that kind of blend together a little bit um nhl pretty you know pretty standard first week of the season um kraken have looked okay um they're trying to get a new goalie the sabers which is going to be our big nhl story for today um are looking to offload jack eichel after starting three and oh and there's some issues there let's let's talk about it no no and add do y'all have y'all been talking like looking at the shit on jack eichel yet so far yeah um, a lot of issues <laughs> yeah it's, i mean okay go ahead adam let it no 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 i was i was just saying it's it's a whole mess you're you're, you're the hockey analyst here um yeah i mean obviously the situation has been going on all summer long um even starting in during last season uh when eichel first got hurt um the Sabres, just for some reason, their medical staff and front office have just refused to give Jack Eichel the surgery he needs. Um, I, I honestly have an, no idea why they were refusing to do it. I think it's just trade value type of thing, but wouldn't you rather trade a healthy player than a player who's going to need surgery? I don't get it. Um I think that Eichel has approached this with maybe not the most professional stance, but he's definitely stood his ground. And I think for good reason, Um, obviously he needs the surgery uh, and he needs the Sabres to help him get that surgery. And the Sabres are refusing to do that until he's traded, but teams don't want to trade for him unless he's healthy. So it's a whole conundrum going on. Um, but all of that aside, the Sabres have started off 3-0. Um, however, 
it happens every single year. The Sabres are always near the top of the division uh, through the first month of the season, and then they collapse because they're the Buffalo Sabres. Um, but, I mean, listen, the Jack Eichel situation is very, very odd. Um, I hope he gets traded to a contender and gets the surgery he needs, but it doesn't look likely anytime soon. Uh, that, that's what I got from the situation as of now. I mean, the other thing, like, the other thing I'm just looking at this, and it's like, why does, do the teams now have the final say on how a player treats the injury? Yeah. I mean, that makes no, like, really no sense and really goes against what I feel like the majority of, like, American, like, politics and society is, like, moving towards. Why would, why would you take away a player's rights to, like, to, to treating themselves and giving all the like in order for him to get the surgery if his team doesn't want it he essentially needs to like file a grievance yeah. with his like with the players association which what is the nhl doing <laughs> i don't know man it's it is a very very weird situation and and one that i do not envy for for jack eichel he deserves so much better he's one of the most talented players in the nhl um but there's been some good hockey going on uh other than the jack eichel situation um i mean a lot of team it's early in the season obviously uh we all know this but a lot of teams looking looking solid like the panthers are currently undefeated um looking to improve upon last season um couple surprises so far are the uh islanders and the canadians canadians are looking terrible uh in the western conference the oilers are undefeated sharks are somehow undefeated a lot of very interesting things going on uh with the nhl right now um but as it's the beginning of the season and and there's not a lot to talk about I, i think we can move on to a similar sort of situation as to Jack Eichel's in in the NBA in Ben Simmons. Um, Sixers fans, thoughts on Ben Simmons? The first thing I want to say... Wait, wait, wait. Before we... we, I have a question. Um, Yeah, I was going to say something during the Jack Eichel thing, but my internet cut out, so it doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) But I want to before we before we get to Ben Simmons, I actually want to pose a question to you guys, mm-hmm. because obviously we're going to talk about Ben. Um, there's been a lot of updates to that situation in a very short period of time. So before we get to Ben, I want to ask the question because there's not only Ben Simmons who's not playing. There's also Kyrie Irving. And the question that I have for you guys before we get into both of these guys individually, which one do you think is affecting the team more negatively? Oh, Ben Simmons. 100% Ben Simmons. Affecting the team, what? More negatively. More negatively? Oh. This, I think the question for me is, like, are you asking about Ben Simmons, like, this – well, I know, I know you're comparing the Ben Simmons saga to Kyrie. Are you saying this particular Kyrie issue or Kyrie as a whole? Because – my thing is that, like, if this was the only thing, I don't think it would be a huge, huge, like, it would it would be a little bit of an issue in the locker room. But the issue is this keeps on happening. Like, first he was, like, saying stuff about Earth, and that was taking the waves. And, like, he wasn't missing any time. And then he was, like, disagreeing with some of the, like, players association stuff. And he was, like, d- deciding whether he wanted to sit out. And, like, it just always seems like there's other stuff outside of basketball that's, like, like keeping him from doing his job and playing basketball and like I'm all for players speaking their mind but like it's more just that he's speaking his mind and not doing his actual job he's using his platform and then leaving his platform essentially so like I would argue if you're looking at all of that as a whole I would say it's Kyrie because I mean the the thing with Simmons is that like is it a weird situation but he's been he's been good as gone for since the Hawks series. Let's be real. Like once once all the fans bailed on him. Once Joel Embiid said that it like essentially said like it was his fault. Like 
the team was the team was somewhere else and Ben Simmons was not there. Like, so I, I honestly don't think what's been happening with Simmons is a huge detriment to the actual team that the Sixers are fielding. See, I I would disagree. I think that because Kyrie has had problems in the past that it probably doesn't affect the Nets as much as a whole. Um, I think that plus he's not with the team. That's another part of it. Kyrie's just, he's not with the team. Ben Simmons is with the team right now, right? He went through the whole summer drama and all the shit that's still going on even while he's back with the team. I just, I think that it affects the chemistry of the Sixers more. And I know that Embiid and other guys have come out and said their chemistry is fine. And I believe them. But at the same time, you have to, you have to take a look at, at what Ben Simmons is doing and how it's affecting the other guys on the team. You know? I completely disagree with you. Because in my opinion, this, the, what Kyrie is doing, I think has mixed reactions on the Nets. I think there are some guys in that locker room. I'm My guess is there's more of a divide on what's happening with Kyrie in that locker room than there is on what's happening with Simmons in the Sixers locker room. Because to me, especially given what we'll get into with what happened this week, the Sixers are on the same page. Ben is not mentally ready to play with us right now. We know that. We know why. We know He knows what he needs to do. We know what we need to do. And... I think there's a general just exhaustion about having to deal with what Ben has not improved on over the last five years. That is throughout the team. Kyrie, I don't think has that same, I think Kyrie has more of a pull within his team than Ben Simmons does within the 76ers. And so, yes, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, it's weird that he's there, but I don't think that he'll create as much division within that locker room as the Kyrie not being there well with you have James Harden who is notorious for wanting out when things go bad. I mean, look at Houston, um, Kevin Durant, great player. And we all know what he needs to win. We do. Come on guys. Let's be honest. Kevin yeah. Durant can't win a championship on his own right now. He's great player, but he can't do it. It's, it's a fact. So at the end of the day, that locker room is going to be more divided than the Sixers locker room. So I, I disagree with you on that. I mean, I think okay. – Go ahead, Adam. Go ahead. I, like, I think the other thing is, like, yes, Ben Simmons is physically with the team, but everyone around the Sixers organization and everyone on Ben Simmons' camp, no one's saying he's staying with the team, which I think changes the mentality. Where Kyrie may not be with the team right now, there's still a good chance we'll come back and play with them. Like, Simmons may come back in quotations. If he does, it's to boost his trade value. It's not to stay yeah. with the Sixers. Yeah. And I know Maurice came out and said, like, oh, he's, like, this could be, like, a four-year saga. Like, no. Like, they're just they're just waiting for the right time. Like, and I think on top of that, the, the other thing that I found really interesting is that, like, I mean, Joel's, Joel's responses to everything has been fascinating. Um, but I think... It, I mean, it, it may just be taking people's word too much, but I'm getting this sense with the Sixers that it's almost like, it's almost like a friend of my enemy is my friend. And I think it's sort of turned into that thing where it's like everyone dislikes a common theme and it's almost like we all have to take care of it. So in a way, like, I think that's why Joel keeps mentioning the chemistry because I mean, the, the whole team was willing to go out to LA to, to talk with Simmons. The whole team was still like, was in practice a few days ago when they were when they were doing this. I think when you see someone who's going against all of you guys, and it's not that the, like the locker room's not divided at all, like it's one against everyone. I think in a way that actually could bring them together in certain scenarios. Sure. Yes. No. I, I don't doubt that. I think that. I mean, listen. It's hard to really say that there is a worse situation between these two they're both shitty situations you know i mean ben simmons kyrie irving both very toxic players we we we've seen that now um and also i don't know if you guys saw but andrew bogut came out uh the other day and said that kyrie has actually had or i'm sorry ben simmons has had problems with team australia uh like this before as well so interesting 
it's happened in the past. Um, we know that they're both toxic players. Um, one, Ben Simmons needs to man up. He needs to either come come back, participate, be a team member, and then get his wish and get traded, or he needs to retire. Like there, there's really no other option for him because Daryl Morey is not going to budge either. Um, I'm going to say also, isn't it a little bit interesting that? I mean, he, he's played with this whole team with Joel for a while and under Brett Brown. And everyone always criticized Brett Brown for his leadership. And he was he very much let the players do what they want and like let them lead themselves. And suddenly when we I mean, the first season that we have a coach who's like not just a, like much more of like going to be a leader in the locker room, but he's also highly respected around the league and very well tested. And suddenly when they have someone like that, who's obviously going to be leading the whole thing, it becomes a real serious problem. Because Simmons, you've been able to tell for a while that Simmons has had a, like not the best mentality around basketball. This is the first time where he's really been a toxic figure in a locker room. I will say that. Like, I've never liked his motivation, but he's never been an issue per se. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a weird situation. Uh, the other thing that I want to say is – in that Instagram video that Kyrie Irving put out, uh, like defending his his choice to not take the vaccine, he said one sentence that really, really irked me. He said, um, "This decision is like is going to help the health of me and my family, or something like that." How does taking a shot prevent your family from staying healthy? I. I don't know. I don't get it. I, I don't understand that whole point of the video. It, it doesn't matter. It was in the past, but um, yeah, definitely quick respond to Adam's point here while we're still on, like before we get off that sentence. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ad, I think the difference between Brett Brown being in that locker room and Ben and Doc Rivers being in that locker room is Ben Simmons had to take accountability. That's the difference. Yeah. When you, when you don't have to take accountability for four years and all of a sudden a guy comes in, sees that you're doing something wrong and holds you accountable for it on a public scale. That's the difference. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think it's all good. That that's the thing. I think this is in a weird way. I don't think this is as awful on the Sixers as it should be. And apparently Ben Simmons is not mentally ready to play basketball. So yeah. I mean, should we back issues? Obviously that's why should we go through the news of what just happened? go for it before we get into what well, do you have anything else on this after this or y'all want to move on to MLB after this we can move on <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for the MLB yeah well Playoff basically what what happened is he came back today said uh I want to play I'm not mentally ready I think it just means he doesn't want to get the shit we got by the fans in Philly um no. personally but yeah, that's where we're at. He'll be back. He's seeing some sort of medical professional to see if he has mental health disorder or something like that. You know, that's honestly, where we're at. honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either, to be honest. I I wouldn't either. No. Um, so I hope he I hope he gets well and actually comes back. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the MLB playoffs because wow. <laughs> Do I, do I need to say anything other than wow? <laughs> oh, man. I feel like every episode we're just like, wow, baseball is fun. Baseball <laughs> is actually fun. Dude, baseball is so much fun. I love ML the MLB playoffs. They're so exciting. Like, literally just within the 24 hours, the Braves, after already giving up a series last year, now come in 3-1. They're playing against a Dodgers rotation who's usually stacked, but they need to use an opener just because of a bunch of weird injuries and weird situations. And yet the Dodgers end up killing them 11 to two with two guys hitting three home runs in a game. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, both series have been incredible. I mean, the Red Sox Astros, uh, we saw Houston get out to a, an early series lead and then Boston's offense took over, especially Kike Kike Hernandez. Um, and then the Astros come back and shut them out for two straight games, basically. I mean, playoff baseball is insane. Um, 
that's, I mean, that's just the ALCS. You mentioned the NLCS. Atlanta went up 3-1 both last year and this year. They blew it last year, obviously. Uh, Dodgers went on to win the World Series. This year, they lost game five, and it's a 3-2 uh, series lead headed back to Atlanta. But, you know, oh, honestly. God, got Scherzer on the mound next week. Honestly, I still see the Braves winning this. Uh, I think that the fact that they did blow a 3-1 lead last year is going to help them this year. Um, I know they got destroyed yesterday with Chris Taylor hitting three home runs and A.J. Pollock hitting two. Um, but I know the Braves have uh, have less starting pitching, especially going up against Max Scherzer and Walker Bueller. But Scherzer did say that he is a little bit of a dead arm. Um, and the Braves have been hitting better than we thought um, they tagged walker good last time out yeah exactly i mean not just hitting they've had some pitchers too freed has looked really i mean i guess not last night but he's looked really good the majority of the playoffs yeah i mean he didn't but, even look that bad last night he wasn't good but he battled yeah yeah um, can we just hope that this goes to game seven oh, i mean I so. like walker bueller probably freed is my guess on for the braves like man Ooh, i don't know if it's gonna be max freed Maybe. It'll be Charlie Morton. It'll be on – oh, it will be Charlie Morton. It's probably going to be Charlie Morton. Uh, I would rather put out Freed than Morton. I think Freed I mean, will be available in the bullpen, but Charlie Morton will start. Freed's their, Freed's their best guy, but Morton's, Morton's a pretty reliable guy to have for a game seven like yeah. that if they get there. Is, I think that – Charlie Morton is one of the best game seven pitchers in MLB history. He did pretty damn well in Houston. I was, I was roasting – honestly, I've roasted him <laughs> because of his Pirates career, let's be honest. <laughs> you also remember that he was with the Phillies before he was with the Astros, and he like did he get dropped? I mean, he basically did nothing. Like he was terrible. That was yeah. That was the I was probably right bottom of his career. We, I mean, it looked like he was going to retire because he was also already old, like old as hell. It wasn't. It wasn't even like he was like mid career and he was like having a crisis. He was old. It looked like it was over. Yeah, as as mm-hmm. much as everyone hates the Astros. They really do a phenomenal job with pitchers. I mean, they just churn out I mean, solid starting pitching. Even even getting Justin Verlander back. I mean, he was obviously incredible at the beginning of his uh, career. When he came over, he wasn't doing nearly as well yeah. um, with them. And then he fully turned it back around. Like, yeah. No. All right. Who, who are we picking to go to the World Series? Both series are three to two right now. Houston and Atlanta have the lead. I'm going to go with both leading teams right now. I think that everyone thought that the Dodgers were going to – because let me preface this by saying the Braves should have won the series already. Um, yes. They blew that game – was it four? It was game three. Three, game three. Oh, yeah, game three. Um, where Bellinger hit that late – Dinger, Mookie knocked in the game-winning run, and everyone thought, this is it. The Dodgers are going to run the Braves out of town. And they battled back and took a game and have put themselves in this position. I think they'll hold. And I don't know that they'll win this one with Scherzer on the mound, but I think they'll win one of these two. And I think it's going to be game seven. Hopefully it's game seven. The other other thing is that they're both at Truist Park now. They're both in Atlanta Yeah, if, if they get to seven. Oh, man, I I could see literally every one of these teams going into the World Series. Like I I, I really want to say I've doubted the Red Sox. I feel like everyone's doubted the Red Sox the entire year, mm-hmm. and they have their backs up against the wall. And I should probably be saying like, there's not a good reason for me to pick them over the Astros, but like. They, they've been doing it all year. Some teams just have something special going. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to the Red Sox. Okay. Who you got in the NL? God damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I was on the, like, I was on the Braves saying that they could do it early, and I still think that they can. I just really want to see the Dodgers just do it to them. Mm. I don't know. Oh. I don't, I don't know. Give, give me a sec. Who do you want? Okay. Well, first off, I just want to say, I think that 
the best World Series matchup would be Dodgers Astros. I think every single person in the world wants to see Dodgers Astros. That's classic. That's I mean that's like that's like when we're seeing the, the Cavs and the Warriors keep going at it. Like it's it's yeah. really fun to watch, but it's also like imagine the Red Sox Braves. Like that would be two like very like storied franchises, interesting teams. Yeah. Both teams that no one would have guessed be there. I like it's like do you want the high powered matchup or the like how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I actually – I think Houston is going to take it in six games. I think they're going to win today and, and move on to the World Series. I just don't see the Red Sox. They they kind of look like they lost their magic in games four and five. And uh, I know Nathan Navaldi is on the mound, but they rocked him in that one game, and I think it might make him lose his confidence a little bit. Um, and, I mean, that Astros lineup is just – it's it's so good when they're on and Jose Altuve is he's one of the best postseason hitters in MLB history there's no doubt doubting that like he's so good in the postseason um in the NL I'm gonna go with the Braves I think that they're gonna hold on to their 3-1 lead um again like Julian said I don't know if it's gonna be in game six but I think that the fact that they have home field advantage is definitely gonna help um, and I think that it's going to be Astros Braves in the World Series this this year, which honestly is not a very good matchup in my That's, opinion. But it is hey, what it is. October could surprise some people, man. Don't hate me. <laughs> yeah, props to Kaliopolis for get doing those deadline pickups. If yeah. uh, Duval, uh, Jock, uh, Rosario. Like, Rosario, that that was the other. Rosario has been phenomenal. Yeah, I mean they they when they want when they want it they that GM gets it. Like, Dude, I I wanted Eddie Rosario's second home run to hit off that wall so bad. Oh, I wanted him to hit for the cycle. Um, <laughs> make a pick, man. Yeah. Well, so also just going back to the Astros, I would say like strategic pitching is also very underrated, and the fact that the Astros are like once you get a good feel for a pitcher it's hard like it's very easy to continue hitting off them like i that is worrisome but i already said the red Sox, and i'm gonna stick with it because i don't want to be the same shit that you guys are doing (laughs) Um, yeah oh well move on to uh nfl then he still has to make a pick oh you didn't make your pick i thought you made your pick already no no i'm I'm god adam Okay, the, the good choice would be the Braves. I do think the Braves are the better choice at this point. Um, I'm going to go with Dodgers. Yeah, two picks that I really can't say anything good about. Okay. So are we uh, jumping in the NFL now? Has Ad made his ALCS pick, NLCS pick already? Yeah. Uh, I didn't even yeah. give an ALCS. Oh, I did. I gave the Astros. I didn't explain it. But did. We're, moving, <laughs> we're moving on to the NFL. Um, we're not doing a power rankings this week because we're doing one at week nine, um, apparently, because there are 18 weeks in the NFL season now. Yep. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> not you. <laughs> Definitely not me. That's for sure. It's but um, the halfway point. <laughs> speaking of uh, about at the halfway, let's check in on our standings because yeah. we seeing. are, we also, so we we're recording this on Friday. So the Thursday night game already happened. Noah picked the Broncos for some reason. I don't know why. Me and Adam both picked the Browns. So with that being said, Noah, give us the updated standings. Yeah, so the Broncos almost won. I just want to point that out. Um, But uh, these standings do not include the Thursday night game. It's only from week six. Uh, I'll update the standings after this week, obviously. Um, But currently, Julian is still ahead at 67 and 27. Uh, I'm in second place at 62 and 32. And Adam is still in third at 60 and 34. So still close, but Adam and I gained a game on Julian this week. So let's hope we can gain some more. Oh, oh, this past week. Because I was about yeah. to say I gained a game on you yesterday. So I'm 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 gonna overtake you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Picks, okay. so. All right. Yeah, you got to fight it out. <laughs> One of these days, Julian is gonna get every pick wrong and we'll be back in the competition. Oh god, I hope so. I love <laughs> I mean, I'd love to see Julian lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with that. <laughs> I mean, look, 
if I'm successful, then the Cardinals are successful. Let's equate it to that. Yeah, true. Whoa, but you, whoa. You, I've been in the standings. I've been first place in the standings the first six weeks. The Cardinals have won every week. It's for him. Are you a Cardinals fan? I'm not a Cardinals fan. I'm saying this is I'm, this is benefiting him. But you, you didn't even pick the Cardinals, Cardinals last week. Out of all of us. <laughs> what? You didn't even pick the Cardinals last week. Uh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! All right, let, let, let's get into some picks. Um, what's the first game? Uh, Chiefs Titans. Oh, that's a good game. Really? That's where it's Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I got the Chiefs. I I don't see them losing this week. Why is the NFL so good at scheduling that like every week we're like, oh, that's a that's a pretty good game. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't think I don't think the Chiefs are gonna keep losing like this. Like. And the Titans are good. They're not – I don't know. The Titans could control the game with Henry if they want to. You know, no. You know. I need a game. I need a game. I need a game on you to tie it up. I'm taking the Titans. Okay. Give me it. King I, I don't – this is a – guys, come on. There's a reason you're – Adam, really, man? Titans are coming off a big win, short week, easy let off game. I've got the Chiefs with no hair. But I mean, they do have the formula to win, don't they? Like, no, you- the formula to beat the Chiefs is to throw the ball over the top because their coverage sucks. I mean, the run game isn't good either, but it's I, not. It's I better still than have the Chiefs winning. How, wait, than how, their- how do you beat Pat Mahomes? You take him off the field. If, if Henry is running all over them, and then whenever they try and stop the run, you can throw easily because you can always throw easily against that team. I mean, let's also not forget. I mean, I'm still picking the Chiefs, but let's not forget that the Titans do have A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Got receivers for sure. I I just don't see that. Like, that, this is just one of those games that the Chiefs always win. Yeah, I agree. That's fair. Which is why you're picking the Titans. This is why I'm picking the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next game is Packers against Washington. Yeah. Anyone? Anyone want to go with Washington here? <laughs> there was. I, I ain't picking Dan Snyder. <laughs> What's more well, likely, Washington wins or they get raided by the FBI again? I was about to ask that same question. <laughs> I'm going with the FBI raid, honestly. Oh Every, everyone who's close to the like the situation with, with where the Gruden news came out, they were like, everyone wants to focus on Gruden because he's a big name. Like, people are gonna fall here. Like, this is the least of it. It's like, yeah, oh, crap. Not the least of it. Not even close. <laughs> um. All right. So uh, we're all going with the Packers then. <laughs> um. Let's move on to. Maybe the game of the week in Ravens Bengals. I don't know if I'd say that's a game of the week. I, I thought our first game was game of the week. There are I was, I was a lot say. of there aren't a lot of good games uh, this week. I think this is game of the week. I mean, record wise, sure. I guess. I guess the I the know. only other I'm looking at all the games right now. The only other mm-hmm. game that could possibly be game of the week week is Chiefs Titans. It's yeah, I was gonna say so. So let's say like this: Chiefs and Titans. We went two, uh, two and one. Is any like is anyone picking the Bengals here? I'm not picking the Bengals. I'm not picking the Bengals. I don't trust, dude. The last didn't they? Was it last year where Lamar Jackson had that run where he like spun around like four Bengals? No, that was his MVP so, season. Was that two years ago? 2019. Lamar Jackson loves the Bengals. I'll give props to the Bengals. I mean, Jamar Chase is a stud. He's a stud oh, yeah. and a half. But I, I, and I think they're on the come up. I just don't think that they're ready for this. Yeah. Right now. They could be a wild card team this year, though. They could. They, they definitely could. Yeah. John Harbaugh is just too good of a football coach. I mean, the Ravens have the most players on IR and they're five and one. They're, they're just a good team. They're just a good football team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Um, next game is Panthers Giants. Woohoo! Good game. <laughs> Will Joe Judge be fired before the fourth quarter? <laughs> Levante Davis and just fire him mid-game. <laughs> How many wide receivers will end up on this roster by the end of the season? Oh my god! Uh, Kadarius Tony went down recently, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Unfortunate because I picked him up in fantasy. Kenny is Kenny Galladay still hurt or is he back? 
He's hurt. He's still hurt. <laughs> what about uh Sterling Shepard? Is he hurt. playing? Uh Darius Slayton? Hurt. Anyone remember Saquon? Hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about I got okay. the Panthers? Even, even, Panthers. even Odell, former former giant wide receiver. He's, hurt. Yeah. No, he oh whoa, whoa, whoa. He played. He played. And then he got um, hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's sort of the whole league right now. I mean, the Browns are the Browns are a mess. I mean, we, we can get to that after. We can that's that. the whole league every single season. That's just football. Yeah, that is just football. I got the Panthers <laughs> even without Christian McCaffrey. The Giants are terrible. Chuba, Chuba Hubbard is pretty nice. Yeah, I like Chuba. I hope I hope Chuba has a big year because it'd be fun to give him a word just because his name is sick. Chuba, Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> Right. Y'all, y'all taking the Panthers in this one? Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's move on. Oh, actually, I take it back. This is game of the week. Falcons Dolphins. I was gonna say that's actually a close one. <laughs> um, and Tua has a chance to be coming. Oh no, he's back. Came back. He is back. Yeah. Played, played badly. Yeah, he, he no, he played pretty solid in London. The rest of the Dolphins just didn't play well. Uh, he made okay. Uh, he did make some questionable decisions, but he played better than people would have thought. That's fair. I'll, I, I I respect that. It's just very hard to beat the Jags these days. I get it. <laughs> I mean, they treat every game like a college football national championship. I know. <laughs> there we it's, go. It's Bama every week, man. <laughs> it's Bama every. All right. Well, Urban Meyer was a coach for Bama before. <laughs> I'm taking, I'm taking the Falcons in this matchup. The Dolphins just look out of sorts in every which way. And the Falcons are coming off a of bye week, and Kyle Pitts finally had a breakout game. I, I got the Falcons. I'll see Kyle Pitts keep going. Yeah. What about you, Joel? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Noah on this one. I, it's not a good sign when you hear that your team might be tra- trading for Deshaun Watson in the coming weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Not Also, you're no. coming off of a London road trip where you lost to the Jags and then had to be on a plane for that many hours. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the Falcons went to London two weeks ago, but they're back already. They're chilling. Yeah, but they had a bye week, so. True. Exactly. Yeah. I, also, I got the Calvin Falcons, Rid- too. Calvin Ridley's back. Matt Ryan's pretty good. So you're taking the Falcons too, Ed. I'll take the Falcons, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next game here is uh, Pats Jets. Yes. I really called this way too. I really jinxed it. Like every team, every game since I said that is terrible. Um, Pats. Pats. All right. You guys, I I don't want to do it, but the Pats look so bad against the Houston Texas Texans next week, and the Jets are coming off a of bye. I'm going to take the Jets. <laughs> But the Pats also played the Cowboys pretty well. I mean, yes, but Dak was let's Dak was questionable that game. Nah. If the he made some won, questionable throws that game. If the Pats had won that game, I think it'd be less likely that they would win this one. But they're coming off of a tough loss where they played hard, and it's the Jets. And yeah, I was gonna say it. It is the Jets. It is the Jets, but they play the Pats close when you don't expect them to. They play a lot of teams. I I just hate picking. What? What are you talking about? I'm sorry. They they play. They randomly, dude. There's all. I don't know why I keep picking them. There's going to be a game where, other than I mean, the Tennessee one was one, but there's always one or two games that they win. They shouldn't win. You know, in the division. I the last time the Pats played the Jets this season, I took the Jets, and after that happened. I said, I'm never, ever picking the Jets again in my life. It's not happening. Meanwhile, meanwhile Julian has picked them every single time since then. Yeah. I did say that I was going to stop picking them, but uh, whoops. <laughs> All right. Well, Jules got the Jets with rookie quarterback Zach Wilson looking to break Peyton Manning's rookie interception record. Against uh, rookie quarterback Mac Jones. Julian yeah, is pretty average. Julian is fully a closeted Jets fan. Yeah, like, let's be real. Oh, like, dude, the, I, it's not even a, a closeted thing. My dad is a Jets fan. My dad's friend, like I have no, I have friends who have season tickets. Okay. Well, not anymore because of the Jets. But <laughs> I was going right. to say I didn't know they had any season ticket holders. But secretly, uh, secretly, when Julian watches Eagle Eagles games, he's he's saying under his breath. G J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Wait, what, what letter does it start with? 
Not a G. <laughs> Gets. <laughs> well, the Jets are going to get fucked, so. Uh, there it is. Uh, there it is. All right, well, let's move on to your um, your smokescreen favorite team, Eagles Raiders. See, now that's actually not a terrible, terrible game. It's not bad. I'm, t- I'm picking the Raiders. I just... They looked solid last week without John Gruden, and I know it was against the Broncos, but I don't put the Eagles that much higher than the Broncos. So I got the Raiders in this one. Their offense is still pretty good. I'll take that free game. I mean, dude, come on. The Eagles just are coming off of a long break. They just played the Bucs close. Not the Broncos, the Bucs. Okay, okay. We've got to no, stop. No, 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 no. We, we've talked about it. No, no, wait. Before, we'll before, before we'll let, me, let me ask you a question before you go off saying they weren't in that game. Did they have a chance when there were two, three minutes to go in that game? Did they have a chance to win that game? Yes. Okay, wait. Having, having a okay. chance to win is not the same thing as playing them closely. Yeah, I was going to say. Were they in the they, game when the, the game? S- the score was close, sure. But the game was not close. It was a game of two halves. The Pats dominated the first half, and the Eagles dominated a majority of the second half. I'm no. sorry, did you just say the Pats? <laughs> I, bro, Tom Brady <laughs> on the Bucks. Oh, it's gonna get me eventually. Oh, <laughs> no. we've got to stop with this because this keeps happening. The like this has happened the past few games, and the only like the Eagles are not playing well. They haven't played well. Their offense has been terrible the last three games. And yes, it looked close at times, but it was because the defense changes when you're up by, I don't know, 20 points. Stop it. And near the end of the game, you're not playing the same way you've been playing early in the game. And have the Eagles been taking advantage of that? Yes. Have they been making some good plays with that? Yes. That does not mean that they've been playing well. Their offense was terrible. Stop it. They've been in games against two of the best teams in the league over the last three weeks. I'm Bottom line, I'm taking the birds this week. Okay, so I'm assuming Adam is taking the Raiders then. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that I think, I think after like all of this, like at this point, I just don't know how Nick Sirianni cannot run a little bit more. Yeah. Like I don't think he's gonna run a lot. That. I think he'll run a little bit more, which I think his scheme is still not good, but it's... I think it'll be better. And they're playing a team that doesn't particularly have much coaching right now. It's bad when Eagles fans let out the biggest cheer to an inside run for Miles Sanders. <laughs> that, that was honestly a highlight of the that, that was hilarious. That, that place was rocking when he did that. That was <laughs> Dude, when he handed it off on back-to-back plays, they were going berserk. I didn't think anything would calm us down. <laughs> insane. Simply insane. Um, Nick Sirianni loves to play to the fans so much. I honestly think he may like he may have started running just because of the fans. Like he's, he's gonna run. He wore, he no, those are signature. RPO. He wore he wears the like Dallas suck shirt. Like <laughs> that, I don't know. That was pretty funny. I, I will admit. <laughs> he likes to pander to the fans. Maybe we'll be able to get him to actually call good plays. Back thirty-five runs from the Eagles this week. <laughs> Called right. runs, Hurt, not RPOs. Call. Hurts runs. doesn't even touch the ball this week. He's like fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just wild back that to Miles game. Sanders every single play. <laughs> wow. They line they line Hurts up next to a JJ Ortega Whiteside on the outside. <laughs> oh god! All right. Well, let's get uh, the demolishing of the week over with. Rams Lions. I'm assuming we're all picking the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to see Campbell cry again, but it's yeah. gonna have to happen. Okay. Dude, I kind of feel bad for Dan Campbell. I yeah. genuinely like. I we ripped on him early on, but I genuinely think that he is like doing a good job of getting those guys to buy into what he wants to do. I just think they don't have the talent. I think, and I mean, they have played some teams close, which like to be in the position where they they were coming in with nothing, they've been pretty like they've been pretty bad, and to still be playing teams close that are way better than them, that does say something about the coaching. It definitely says something about Dan Campbell. I think he's the right man for that job. However, I think two things: one, the the Lions desperately need to improve their roster it's it's just simply not good enough to he need he's a football coach 
but he needs like football gurus as his yeah. offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. Like yeah. he's a good hype man and I'm sure he's a great football man and I'm sure he has a ton of knowledge, but is he really like a football coach? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Nick Sirianni. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like it's, I really like Dan Campbell and I feel for the man, but he needs a good coaching staff around him and he needs a better roster, plain and simple. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's move on here to Bucks Bears. Uh, personally, I think this game is going to be closer than people think. I'm still taking the Buccaneers because that offense is ridiculously good. But Bears Antonio defense, Brown's out. And Gronk is too, I know. But still, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ oh, Howard. OJ <laughs> Howard. Yeah, I, I'm taking the Bucks. Who, who y'all got in this one? Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks as well. I like, I don't know. I think Chicago may start to find a little bit of their rhythm within the next few weeks. I don't think it's going to be against this team. Yeah, no. I think Justin Fields will look better than uh, people think this week. I, uh, he wasn't terrible against the pack. He wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. He wasn't good. I mean, that pack, like, honestly, that's a game that they lose every time. So I'm not really. Like, that's when he's going to lose anyway, especially in his rookie year. <laughs> at what um, point do you get to that point in your franchise where people are just like, I, I don't even look at the players on that. You guys just lose at home to your rival every time. <laughs> that's not. Dude, the, the I own you is an all-timer. <laughs> I still fucking own you, man. I still own you. I'm like, he's right. <laughs> he is his, right. The, his response was even better at the press conference. And they were like, like, what was going through your mind at that? And he was just like, they give me the double bird. Like, why not? <laughs> yeah, cool. I blacked out. Oh, okay, Aaron. <laughs> uh, Julie, you got the bucks too. Yeah, I got the bucks. All right. Um, let's move in on to the other demolishing of the week: Cardinals Texans. I obviously have the Cardinals. No further explanation needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know what that is, but that's a, what it, that's a bagel that I'm holding up for the Texans, man. Gotcha. Oh. <laughs> there'll be there'll be a like this could be a Bills level massacre. Okay. Just for I a moment, we are on a podcast, so people can't actually see your bagel. I was hoping you guys would see it. That's, well, that's the point. You guys see it, you point it out, and then I explain it. Good communication. There we go. Yeah, we, we'll we upload that to YouTube. Huh? I said we'll we'll upload that to YouTube. Oh yeah. Easy YouTube. Should we oh. should we start should we start cross uh, cross sports uh, gifts and it'll just be Julian holding the bagel. <laughs> bagel. We oh. should start making our own gifts. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Uh, two games left this week. Uh, Colts Niners. It's a good matchup. Yeah. I um I like the Colts in this one actually. I think Carson Wentz has looked a little better. Um, He's looked good as long as the Colts give the ball to Jonathan Taylor, they will win this football game. I don't like what the Niners have on offense and the Colts defense is still solid enough to stop an, an okay offense. I was going to say that the Niners do have Wentz's kryptonite with a D line and any pressure. Yes, true. Any pressure. <laughs> But again, if if he just gives the ball to Jonathan Taylor, if Jonathan Taylor gets thirty five plus touches, the Colts will win this game. I, I really like I really like their plays when just the screens Taylor. I feel like that really like I think it puts everyone back a little bit enough just so that Wentz will have a split second more. And I, he's he's just so much better when he doesn't have guys in his throat. Like uh, I'll go Colts. I hate this game, to be honest. Like, these teams are both so eight and eight, or sorry, eight, eight and one. (laughs) So mediocre. Like, they both, I hope this ends in a tie, but is Trent Lance playing or is Jimmy G playing? I think Jimmy G is actually back this week. Okay. Don't don't (laughs) hold me to that, but I, I thought I saw that somewhere. You know what? Uh, DeForest Buckner's on the Colts. I'll take the Colts. I, uh, man, 
Fuck it, I'm saying uh, screw. It. I'll take the Niners. I don't like this game. I want to. I don't want to just go to the mall that had the Niners in my head, and then you guys picked the Colts, and I made it made sense. But I'm gonna pick the Niners. That's okay. But DeForest Buckner. And the, yeah, DeForest Buckner. I know. I know. So good. So good. All right. Uh, last game of the week: Saints Seahawks. Another kind of weird matchup. Wait, wait. Before we that Colts Niners game is the Sunday night. Yeah. Oh my God! That's it's. What bad. do you think about the teams coming into it? Think, I mean, coming into the year, no, this was going to be a really good matchup. Everyone before the year was like, "Oh, the Colts are going to be really nice." Like they just made the playoffs with Philip Rivers, and now they got Carson Wentz. Yeah, and then everyone was like, "The Niners." But everyone got, thought I mean, Carson Wentz sucks. Well, the, the, the national media doesn't know that yet. God, they said that. That was the whole reason why he got benched because they everyone thought he. I sucks. mean, okay, but to be fair, what other game this week would you want on Sunday Night Football? Uh, Chiefs Titans. Chiefs can't be on it every night, though. Exactly. They weren't on it last. They haven't been on it yet. They've had primetime games. Maybe one or two. Let's 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 do the let's do the let me let me check before. Anyway, yeah, you check that. Let's move on to Saints Saints Seahawks here. Um, a very weird matchup. I'm going with the Saints just because their defense is better than. The Saints offense, the Seahawks offense, and the Seahawks defense. The Saints defense is just the best group in this, and that's simply why I'm picking them. Yeah, Geno Smith was okay, um, but nothing to write home about. And I trust Pete Carroll to not give the ball to Alex Collins less than I trust him to give the ball to Chris Carson. Um, so yeah, uh, and James hasn't looked, James has looked better. He's looked fine. He's looked, he's, he's not 30, 30 James anymore. He's like, he's like 30, 25 James. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, look, we're, we're improving. Yeah. We're not, we're not looking for 2020 vision James. We're, we're looking for, you know, eventually he'll get there. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So are you, <laughs> you picking the saints in this one? How eventually are we talking? He's been in the league for some time now. Yeah, but he played. He played for the Bucks when they were when they had a defense. He just threw picks every two minutes. Yeah, but he wasn't. I mean, yeah. To be fair, he did still have the same receivers. That's yeah. not. But he had a run. He, he didn't have Antonio Brown. He didn't have Leonard Fournette. But the, I mean, they still had OJ Howard, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Yeah, yeah, guys. Anyway, are, <laughs> he threw a lot you... of picks. I mean. Y'all picking the Saints in this one? Add who you got. I'm, I got the Saints. Okay. Ah, oh, the Saints make a lot more sense. Um, They do. Uh, I don't know. I've got a feeling. I got a weird feeling about the Seahawks. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. I don't know. Geno Smith. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll just, I'll go against you guys. I'll, I'll pick the Seahawks here. Go, go on the under. You know what? Once a jet, always a jet. Jets always make people make regrettable decisions. So you could be right. I was very confused by that. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, we got through a, I would say, pretty boring slate of NFL games this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let, let's move on to winners and losers. Uh, let's start with Adam. Who you got as your winner this week? Oh, you know who I got as my winner. Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars are the winner of the week. Let's go. Urban Meyer coming off of the like being a straight up loser. And I'm not saying he's not a loser, but for one second, I just want to put him in the light and say he made a great, well, a, a genius call at the time. Five seconds left in the game to do a quick pass, get the extra yards, kick the field goal. That was a very nice play call. And on top of that, Trevor Lawrence actually looked like he had some potential. It yeah. may, it may just, he may just need to play in the UK, but I mean, I just, I just want to say one thing, Trevor Lawrence, he has not been the problem with the Jaguars this year. The Jaguars are just bad. Trevor Lawrence has looked good. He's, uh, made, he's made some. Uh, yeah. What good is a stretch. He's, he's made questionable decisions. Sure. Absolutely. But he's looked he's had stretches in games where he has looked like the number one overall pick. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. I would say an NFL quarterback 
ish, but not a number one overall pick. This was the first time where I was watching like the Jags at all in like years. And I was like, you know what? This team actually could be on the come up soon. And like, I'm not saying they are, but it was the first time I was watching them. I was like, this isn't like by far the worst team in the league. You know, I think that I mean, belongs to the Texans or even the Dolphins. <laughs> well, the, the I was going to say, it, it, it definitely helped them that they were playing the Dolphins. But hey, <laughs> the <laughs> Dolphins are bad. Jesus. They may They're... be getting Watson. They may have help on the way. We'll oh, see. <laughs> Jewel, who you got as your winner? Um, I'm going to stick with that game and I'm not going to say Urban Meyer. I'm going to say the kicker for the Jags because no one's ever heard of this dude before. The Jags have had kicking issues for the last year or so. And the dude, the first kick that he made from about 50 something out looked like it was nowhere near. Yeah. And it just hooked back in. And then the one that he made for the win was a perfect down the middle from 50 something that you know he hadn't hit that many 50 yarders before i mean props to the kid for coming out of nowhere and having a great game and probably taking the jag starting kicking job yeah he was literally a software engineer like two weeks ago and then the jags called him up and the rest is history like it's an incredible story so good good for you matthew wright um look at the jaguars being all up in the winner's column Urban Meyer should be a proud father after the last few weeks, definitely. Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm going with the team that beat the Jaguars earlier this year. I'm going with the Cardinals uh, for the first time this year. I'm, I'm going with my team as the winner of the week because week after week, people count out the Cardinals. It, it doesn't matter who they're playing, whether it's the Rams, the Vikings, the Browns, people are picking against the Cardinals. And for what? The Cardinals are one of the best teams in the NFL. They have solidified that with this uh, COVID-stricken week where they just destroyed the Cleveland Browns, who are supposed to be one of the best teams in the NFL. And I, I know they were injured, but even so, it was a demolition from beginning to end. People have got to start looking at the Cardinals as one of the best, if not the best team in the NFL. They they have solidified their status as, as one of those teams. Uh, right now, is that the MVP? Right now, honestly, I actually have Derrick Henry <laughs> as my MVP. Uh, I think he has been the most valuable player in the NFL so far this season because without him, I don't know where the Titans are. Um, I think Kyler's definitely up there, but right now it's Derrick Henry for me. Derek Henry should also get an honorable <clears throat> winner of the week mention for his third three touchdown game of the season yeah. in a massive overtime win. Um, um, all right. Yeah. Let's, let's move on to losers here. Uh, Jewel, who you got as your loser? That's tough. There are a lot of them this week. Um, I'm actually going to say the Nets. Okay. Um, Kyrie Irving is not playing for this entire season, which it's gone from he's playing to he's only playing home games to he's not playing at all. There's the rumors that James Harden wants out, which could have some validity to them. And the rest of that team is not good outside of Kevin Durant. I mean, they spent heavily on those three guys. And if two of them leave, it's an unmitigated disaster, in my opinion. What is it? What a turn of a narrative from last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were a shot away from, they were a toe on the line away from the NBA finals. They were literally three centimeters away from yeah. the NBA Eastern Conference finals. Crazy had, how, how time can change things. I know. It, dude, crazy how one, it, it's, it's crazy in sports how one year goes by and a lot of things, just like that. I mean, the amount of coaches get fired, player personnel changes. Yep teams that go from great to nothing i mean i think that's also a testament to the nba because well because one you only have five you're only fielding five guys or 12 guys if you want to look at it that way but on top of that also they've really emphasized like player movement and allowing players to move when they want to allowing players to group up and super team and yeah it's really that's i mean that's what it what it has caused for teams can snap into it like that yeah uh, add who you got as your loser. Um, so 
I don't know. I'm looking at the at the Browns, and they've been a disappointment all year, right? And like they like they've they've supposed been supposedly one of the best teams in the AFC, and I I still think they are. Um, but now you got now you got Baker, somewhat injured. Um, maybe well he's gonna need surgery after the season, depending on it, it. More depends on if he's going to play the rest of the season or if he's just uh gonna be out. Yeah. Um, you got both your running backs. You your entire offense is built around hurt. Odell's in and out. Landry's in and out right now. Your entire team is sort of in and out. Yeah. But my loser is actually the Broncos. Because how do you lose <laughs> that game last night? Yeah. And you let him run. Oh my! They let Johnson run so much. I mean, he had I mean, over 100 yards. N- not only that, but did you see how much time Case Keenum had back there on a few of those plays with the Browns having both starting tackles out too? Yeah, yeah and it was it was a short week that uh, the Browns weren't sure if Baker was going to play. So it's not even like Keenum had that much time to practice. And, like, Keenum is a legit backup, don't get me wrong. But, like, you really couldn't do more against them? Yeah, like, I, I think it shows how – really bad the broncos actually are uh i was i was high on them to start the season you guys know that but yeah it's it's crashing down back to earth pretty pretty quickly (laughs) they they got jerry judy coming back which that should that should be helpful yeah but yeah i mean i I like bridgewater i like i like kj hamler i like uh i like judy coming back uh Cortland sutton they i mean they had they definitely have some young weapons out there i just don't this was not it i'm pretty sure kj hamler is actually out for the year but yeah he is yeah yeah. um all right well i have two losers of the week i'll go through my first one quickly first loser of the week is the montreal Canadiens coming off a stanley cup appearance uh starting zero and five i mean i didn't think that they were going to be very good this year um obviously without Carey price it's it's difficult but zero and five and having a minus 15 goal differential through five games is bad. There's no other way to put it. It's, it's bad. Uh, they, they need to change things quickly. Um, but my other loser of the week, and, and the more prevalent one, is going to be the Washington football team. Uh, it started with the John Gruden incident, obviously, um, and the FBI raiding their facility, Um, And now Congress is asking for the emails from uh, Dan Snyder and and Bruce Allen and and all the Washington front office executives. And then basically disgracefully said, just randomly, we're going to retire Sean Taylor's number. Like he deserved to have his number retired a long, long time ago. Let's make that very clear. And then they just sprung this out of nowhere that. Sean Taylor's family didn't even know about it until three days before the game, just for good PR, because they know that a shit storm has already come and is even going to come harder now. Um, Also side loser of the week, Jackson Mahomes. Come on, man. Don't, I don't care if it was for a fucking TikTok video. Like that's, that's so, so, so disrespectful to Sean Taylor and his family. You, You can't do that. Um, but yeah, big, big loser of the week, the entire Washington football team. How many, how many scandals do you need to get into for the NFL to actually do something about Dan Snyder? I know. Like it's literally every year. It's crazy. I'm like, it's, it's getting to the point where that team should either a change owners or B be disbanded and they have a new team prop up somewhere else because that this current whatever you want to call it in washington should not exist yeah it shouldn't it's been going on for too long so many issues for such an extended period of time yeah i mean dude there was some stuff that was coming out from 2011 and and that's not even the tip of the iceberg man 10 years and this is this is even past they had the scandal with forcing their cheerleaders to do nude shoots and this is after uh being uh called the redskins for years like they've like what i i don't get it i thought i thought he should have been out years ago i don't know why they haven't forced him out it's unbelievable well the, the, yeah that's the thing it, it's really 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 hard to force an owner out of his position he owns the team you know like it, it's almost impossible that's why james dolan is still there too um but, but leagues have done it 
Donald Sterling's not there Donald anymore. Sterling, yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, obviously there are instances, but the point is it's difficult to do. Um, but I do think that if Congress does get a hold of these emails, I think that it will lead to Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen leaving and a new ownership group coming in, which needs to happen. It, yeah. it needs to happen. Long overdue. Oh, yeah. It would make the Washington football team competitive. Like, from a competitive standpoint, even, it's better for Washington. Yeah. It really is, because it'll take so many distractions away, and it'll just let them focus on football. Yeah. But, anyway, um, is that all we have for today? Yeah. Did you guys see the the Raiders head coach impression on um, SNL? No. No, I didn't see it. They, oh. they did the haircut perfectly. It was very, very uh, I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Cross Coast Sports. Well, Single Coast Sports. Yeah, Single Coast Sports today. One Coast Sports, yeah. Um, once again, I'm leaving for Israel this weekend, so I'm probably not going to be able to be on the pod uh, too often, but hopefully Ad and Jewel will uh, lock it down, uh, oh. keep up with the standings. I'll send them my picks and everything, and uh, – Uh, We appreciate all our listeners, and uh, thank you uh, once again for listening this week. Um, And you guys got anything else to say? Don't hire Joel Embiid as a babysitter. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, take care, y'all. We will see you next time.